Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with a Thursday thriller. Ravens, Bengals, Burrow, Lamar, everything is at stake and we are ready to roll. Meanwhile, oh, what a statement from the Celtics last night. Why Jason Tater may have to change his spelling to add an MVP. And then, did you hear what Gronk said the Patriots should do now? Is there any chance this actually happens? Oh, this is going to get good. We're ready to roll. It's a Thursday morning, and it's time to get up starting right now. Here we go. Hello, sir. Hello. Okay, D. Wood. I see you with the beer game. You're all dressed up. You don't know that movie reference? Is that a cultural thing? Yes. 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 We got a lot to do today, and Kmart's going to explain to most of us what it is. We got tons of football coming up. Huge game in the NFL tonight, but we start with the monster game in the NBA last night. Celtic Sixers. Oh, the old-time rivalry. Jay Will, let's talk about it. No Jalen Brown. No Chris Dabbs Porzingis. That meant it was up to Jason Tatum to take over, particularly in the second half. Look, he's been doing such a good job of being physical, utilizing his body. He is averaging around 25 points per game. His game is just elevating. He's been dominating people off PNRs. Pick and roll to the people at home. 29 and 8 last night for Tatum. Meanwhile, early fourth quarter, they needed offense from somewhere else, and they got it from Derek White. Well, on top of that, look, I'm going to say this right now, Greeny. Derek White and Drew Holiday are the best defensive backcourt mm-hmm. in the league. In the league, they absolutely strapped up Tyrese Maxey last. And White had 14 in the fourth, finished the game with 27. Midway through the fourth, six is down four. There's Maxey knocking down a big shot. He had 20. It's a one-point game. But then we're going the other way on the break, and look at Tatum with the and one. Just going up, going strong. This is what you want your best player to do. No Porzingis, no Jalen Brown. Close him out. Here comes Joel Embiid on the other side with his team down seven. Oh, the old school hook shot. Sixers are within five. Embiid 20 and nine. Now we're a minute to play, and it's Tatum looking to put it away. Once again, great kick inside out. That's how the Celtics are playing at their best small ball. Jason Tatum closing the deal. 29 points, mm. eight rebounds for Tatum. They knock off Embiid and the Celtics. So it's back-to-back losses for Philly now after the fast start. And you ask what were the first thing I said to you this morning. What did you think of the game last night? You have one big question for Philly. How the hell does Joel Embiid, Greeny, have two shots in the fourth quarter? Two shots, the reigning MVP, in the fourth quarter. Yep. It almost made me feel as if James Harden was back <laughs> on the floor last night, not giving Joel Embiid the ball. Now, look, I like their style of play. They are a better team with Tyrese Maxey. I said it before about Derek White and Drew Holiday. They did a great job of making life difficult for Tyrese Maxey. But Joel Embiid has to demand the ball. By the way, that one highlight we had, that was two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That was his first shot in the fourth. And his second shot came with 30 seconds left to go in the game. So the question is this. And he had 29 and 10. The way the NBA is played right now, the way the game is played right now, we always talk about guys who can create their own shot. If your best player is a guy who is dependent on someone else getting him the ball, is that intrinsically a problem? It's always intrinsically a problem. Same thing we had with Anthony Davis last right. night. 
right? Going one of four into the fourth quarter with nine points overall. It's why they lost. But at the end of the day, Joel Embiid is so talkative. We see him online. We see the big personality. But when it comes to demanding the ball, Joel Embiid cannot afford to be small in order for them to get by the semifinals in Eastern Conference. Because for me, that is the goal of this team. Of course. It's get by, get to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, get to a finals, and it can't be with Joel Embiid shrinking in these type of moments. So he's the reigning MVP. Right now, who looks like the MVP this year? I, I mean, right now, I think it's between Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. I mean, KD's been averaging crazy points. They were prolific last night. But Jason Tatum's game has gone to a different level. And he's doing a lot more pick and rolls. He's splitting pick and rolls. I mean, obviously, his game is just coming around. All, and I, I got to say it, you know, at the first game of the season, when we saw Giannis and we saw Dame, mm -hmm. I still do think there is less redundancy in their game. It seems like they have the potential and ceiling to be more compatible. But Boston's the best team in the league right now. They're playing like the best team in the NBA right now. They're definitely the best team in the Eastern Conference. And when they're all together, they're ceiling prolifically. Offensively, it's different. And with Drew Holiday, it adds a backbone defense. I'm with you. Right now, Celtics the best league. team in the league. Certainly in the Respect. East. Respect. I was wrong. Best team in the league right now. In the East, at, at minimum. And, and Tatum right now, the early uh, run uh, candidate for MVP. Stay close to Best team in the league. Best team in the entire NBA. I mean, right now, with Jamal Murray being out, I, we don't know if Bradley Beals can come back and play in the court. I, Best team in the league, right? Yeah, the, the Suns' big three still hasn't played a game together yet. Stay close by. We're coming back to you in a minute. But we got the monster game in the NFL tonight. Week 11 kicks off with the matchup in the AFC North. In fact, the entire division is so jumbled as Kimberly Martin predicted it was going to be. We know the Browns are a half game back of Baltimore. We also know they'll be without Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season with the shoulder. The rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the starter this weekend. He'll be started uh, and tested immediately as the Browns host the 6-3 and three Steelers, that should be a defensive slugfest. Miles Garrett on one side, T.J. Watt on the other. But then we get to tonight. The Ravens, the Bengals, Cincinnati two games behind. Lamar Jackson beat Cincinnati in week two as a career record of 7-1 against the Bengals of 3-1 against Burrow. And, D. Wood, I turn to you. The first thing you said to me, if the Bengals lose tonight, what is the first thing you said to me? I think it's over for them. They've run out of time. The Bengals have run out of runway as far as trying to uh, contend and make the playoffs in the AFC. You're talking about a Bengals team, they're 1-4 in the AFC already, two divisional losses. You lose tonight, you lose tonight to a, a divisional opponent in the, in the Baltimore Ravens, they're done to me. Is it a wrap for Burrow if he doesn't find a way tonight? I'm not there. I kind of felt coming out of the bye, if they got to 5-3, and three, that they would get in. I did not expect a loss last week. For me tonight is how, how good are you, Baltimore? How, because I said this a couple weeks ago, the defense was really impressive. They had not played an elite quarterback, mm. one of those five or six guys that we know is a difference maker in the NFL. Last week, Deshaun Watson in the second half was 14-14 of 14 against them with a broken shoulder. Okay, so how good is this defense playing without Marlon Humphrey tonight? It feels like must win for Cincinnati, and all I know is this. When it feels that way, and they got Joe Burrow, and they got Jamar Chase, I bet on them. I bet on them. Everything tells me Baltimore wins this game. I can't turn away from Joe Burrow tonight. Baltimore is like the Cincy Slayers. Like they, they always. They, 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 they like Cincy Slayers. They own, own the Cincinnati Bengals. Exactly. And that's okay, why everything so, says So Baltimore something's going to have to break tonight. That's all I want to say. But this defense hasn't seen Joe Burrow. 
Not, not, not a healthy Joe Burrow this year. This defense hasn't seen him. Baltimore made that a tough game on the road in the playoffs last year without Lamar Jackson, if you'll recall that first round game. Harry, give me a quick take here. How do you see it? We got one side saying Cincinnati needs yep. it. We got another side saying step up Baltimore. To you, what's the headline going into tonight's showdown? I'm going to Baltimore Ravens, and I think the reason why is that when you look at Cincinnati, they're going to be without T. Higgins. We've yep. seen what that looked like. Yep. Also, they're going to be without Sam Hubbard. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss defensively, and that's a huge loss offensively. I believe in Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be able to get it done. What bothers me about Baltimore is being able to close out football games. And it's not just 2023. You talk about four games last year, and I got them listed right here. The Bills, they were up 17 points in that game, and they lost it. Last year against the Miami Dolphins, they were up 14 points in the fourth quarter. They ended up losing that game. Against the New York Giants, they were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. They lost that one. And then lastly, versus the Jacksonville Jaguars a season ago, they were up nine points in the fourth quarter and ended up losing that matchup. So it's not just 2023, this team not being able to finish games. It dates back to two years. And then if we want to take it three years, they have 11 games in which they led in the fourth quarter and they did not win. That's the most in the National Football League. Well, and they've won, they've been in the lead and going to the fourth quarter in all ten of their games this year, and they've mm-hmm. lost three of them. Is that about their defense, or is it about their quarterback? I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think Tell it's the mistakes truth. here. I also believe it is the defense giving up explosive plays. So the defense gives I think up it's a combination plays of things. at an alarming rate in the fourth quarter. An alarming rate. Meaning? In this, so if you look at this defense this year, in the, in the first three quarters – First three quarters, they've given up like 10 explosive pass plays. That's 20 yards or more. In the fourth quarter, they've given up 13. And in their three losses, there's one huge one to Michael Pittman Jr. in Indy. There's this one to George Pickens in Pittsburgh. There were three last week to Cleveland and and, um, Amari Cooper, again, with a guy with a broken shoulder. So we could sit here all we want to say, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. This defense has got to step up late in game. And the sad thing about last week, the – Cleveland Browns got the ball with four minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the game. Yeah, right down the field. The Baltimore Ravens never seen the ball again. Mm-hmm. They never seen the football again. So the, that's, you set up the stakes, and you set up what's at stake here for both these teams and the fascinating dynamics of the matchup. But let us all take a moment to step back and let us all pay homage to the Dan fir- loves this part. To the first lady he hates me. of he the hates Church me of Ghetto. Any shine from Bishop? My no, no, no. Just to be clear, I hate when anybody else is right. Yeah, uh, Bishop. <laughs> Can we take a moment to, to honor the first Acknowledge. Lady? Before this season begins, in August, yep. she said all four teams in this division are going to make the yep. playoffs, and here we sit with all of them in prime playoff position. Mm-hmm. So you who sees all, yes, who that's do you why. trust? It's so hard to trust any team. Mm-hmm. in that Baltimore keeps giving away leads. Cincinnati, we can't make heads or tails. Cleveland yeah. has lost their quarterback. The Steelers, I don't know what they're doing, and somehow they're winning. I, wish, do we I, trust? I wish I could pick, like, Mike Tomlin – the Browns defense, right. like the Ravens, you know, um, I, I will say the Ravens. I, I picked them to, to actually win the Super Bowl this year preseason. Um, I think the only thing that can stop the Ravens are the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been talking about the late game collapses. And it's the times that they give up the leads. Like Hembo said me, with, against the Colts, there was 102 left in the game. Against the Steelers, there was 125 left in the game. And with the Browns, there was three seconds left when they lost the lead. Yeah. Um, and, and that, so when you see the Ravens post game, they literally look stunned. Cause they're like, we should be undefeated. And that's the problem with this team. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this, Danny. What does it say about a team when they keep losing these leads late? It feels to me like, 
Most of the time, I feel like we blame the quarterback for that of course. stuff, right? I mean, that, that's, that's what usually they, happens. They don't have a closer on defense. We talked about that on Monday. Yes. They don't have a closer. If we look at other, these other really high-end defenses, the Jets have a Quinn and Williams as a closer. The Kansas City Chiefs have a Chris Jones as a closer. The D- Dallas Cowboys have a Micah Parsons as a closer. Baltimore doesn't have that guy. Garrett and T.J. Watt. Now, re- like yes, really good players. It's a really good defense. But they don't have that guy that say, hey, it's going to be third and six with 90 seconds left in the game. Who do we want the one-on-one pass rush for? Or the corner, and Marlon's awesome, but the corner say, we're going we're gonna to single that guy up, everybody else play. Let, let's put this in context tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. Tonight's winner wins the division. For, for, tonight's winner wins the division. If Baltimore wins, they have such a lead and then the advantage and the momentum of going forward. If Cincinnati <laughs> wins this game, they <laughs> win this say. division. All right, D would look skeptical. I feel like we've got a lot to dive into here. It's such a good way. The winner, the winner tonight wins the division. It, it's the best weekend of the NFL season so far, and it starts with a bang tonight. By the way, you should log on to the new ESPN Bet app if you have not. You can download it right now, and you will see my first special. I'll have one every week. It's called Seeing Green, and here's the bet. Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Jackson to combine for 500 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. It was plus 350. I've boosted it to plus 450, Danny. So if I bet $100, I get $450? No, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yes, that's great math on your part there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 And that is right. If those two guys go nuts tonight, ESPN Bet, the brand new app. Meanwhile, is Josh Allen to blame for the Bills' struggles this season? Danny's got takes. And he's got tape. Don't miss it. Plus, did you hear what Rob Gronkowski said Mac Jones needs to do now? If you haven't, you aren't going to believe it. But it might actually make sense. It's coming up next. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. All right, our next game is called Sound Off. You will hear interesting people saying interesting things. And boy, does this one fit the bill on both counts. So we know Mac Jones has really struggled, right, in New England. And it may very well be that his days there are numbered. But in the eyes of longtime Patriot great Rob Gronkowski, that time should be now. He's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once, you tried it twice. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately just go ask for his release. And then if it's granted, he should go sign with the Cleveland Browns. Holy smoke. Wow. I told D. Wood about that when we walked in this morning. Now you're hearing it. What is your reaction, big fella? Bruh. Grunk <laughs> just unloaded, man. It's just like, I actually agree with Grunk, to be honest with you. Tell me why. I, 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 because I, I think it is clear to me that I think that the, it feels like the trust level is just gone <laughs> in, with, with Mac Jones and the Patriots organization. And it, they're going to move on from Mac Jones after this year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Bailey and Bailey Zappi is nowhere near what Mac Jones what Mac Jones is. This whole flip flopping Mac hat, you know, Mac not doing great. Then they throw Bailey Zappi. What in the hell is Bailey Zappi going to do in there? He's, he hasn't shown anything remotely close to being a quarterback that should be playing in this league. So I appreciate Gronk for throwing it out there. I think Cleveland would be a playoff team with Mac Jones, unquestionably, in their situation right now. Two things could be true at the same time. New England has absolutely failed Mac Jones, unquestionably. And Mac Jones hasn't taken care of his own business when it comes to fixing some of his mechanics. Two of those things can be true at the same time. The next level is this. We have to be honest about where New England is right now. Three out of the last four years, they've been bad football team. 2021, they somehow were okay. They're awful right now. And they are now with a quarterback that no one, apparently in Gronk's uh, eyes or in words, no one wants there anymore. They have the greatest head coach in the history of the game. People have questions about when it comes to his future. And they're trending towards having the number one pick in the NFL draft. So there's a lot of questions in New England, more so than there are answers for the first time in 20-plus years. Yeah, they will have a high pick for sure. And this is a draft where there will be multiple really good quarterbacks. So we, we can live in a world, I think, realistically, where they can draft a quarterback and try and build around him for the future. I, I think that is the expectation. So the question is... Do you want a 71-year-old coach in place to do that? You're starting from scratch. Does it make sense for Bill Belichick at this stage of his career and life to be the person in charge of that? I don't think – you think Belichick forgot how to coach football? Absolutely not. Like, that to me, it's like I'd rather see them blow it up from the standpoint of just get get a new quarterback. 
I would like to see Bill not be the GM anymore. I would like to see them bring in somebody who can say, hey, Bill, you just coach the players, but I'm actually going to have more. More yes, than yes. just the quarterback, though, right? Yes, 100%. This, this Skill roster. position players. No, no, right. But, but Mac Jones, to me, isn't the answer. I think sometimes they failed him, but sometimes quarterbacks need a new change of scenery. Sure. And I think it'd be better for him to get out of New England But, but I would well. say this about New England. One thing we know about young quarterbacks, they got to have that supporting cast. They got to have the people surrounding them so they can play at a high level. New England, they do not have those guys right now. So in order, when you draft a new quarterback, you're going to have to surround him with the talent so he can thrive moving forward. So you need somebody, basically what you're saying, you need somebody else to do the grocery shopping. Yes, sir. Okay. And I don't see, Bill Belichick does not strike me as the kind of person who's going to take it well if Robert Kraft says to him, well, listen, we're going to let you keep doing this one job, but this other one that you've been doing forever, we're taking that responsibility away from you. My gut feeling is that doesn't go well. I also think something else should be said here. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. He deserves all the credit in the world. But in this particular case, I believe his hubris may very well have damaged, if not destroyed, the career of a promising young player. Mac Jones, his rookie year, looked good. He looked like a player who may not have a super high ceiling, but he had a high floor. Her cousins type of player. And then all of a sudden, Bill Belichick decided, despite the fact that no one else on planet Earth thought it was a good idea, that he could take Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and turn them into his offensive coaches, and Mac Jones reverted or regressed and has never recovered from it. And I don't know if he will or he won't, but you know what? If Mac Jones never has an NFL career, I think the blame can be pointed directly at Bill Belichick. When it comes to the total picture, absolutely. It's been a complete failure. And the Greeny, the most shocking aspect was when he got drafted there, all of us said best place for Mac Jones. Ideal location for Mac Jones. And in a year, it flipped. Mm -hmm. Now, again, Mac has not taken care of some of the stuff on the field that he has to. This is the worst offensive on the NFL in the last three or four years. So to Gronk's point, like there, there is talent in that player. And if you placed him on Cleveland, and I don't think it's likely, they're a playoff team with that defense. New England is a complete teardown, rebuild. You you have to start over from not just the quarterback position, but the great majority of your roster. So let me just tag it with this question. We're not going to get to the Buffalo soundbite that I meant to because I'm just interested in this. Next season, week one, is Mac Jones the starting quarterback on an NFL team? Yes or no? An NFL team? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a starting quarterback week one next yeah, year. I still believe that Mac Jones is a starter in this league. You agree with that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Which uh, team? Which team? Well, I mean, is he better than the starting quarterback right now? Teams will, will have whatever options they have during the offseason. We're going to have like four or five or six kids drafted in the, the first Jets round this year. tell me the Jets starting an 11-win team with Mac Jones? Well, I mean, but they're going to have, in theory, Aaron sure. Rodgers as their starting quarterback Atlanta. next year. Well, that's my question to you. Is Atlanta better off with Mac Jones than what they have, or will they not have more attractive options than that looking forward? What I'm saying is you think someone brings in Mac Jones and says – He's my guy next year. Oh, 100%. Atlanta, Minnesota. I mean, we got to see what happens with Kirk Cousins, all that. I'm not convinced. I don't think think he gets handed anything. Me neither. I think think somebody brings him in, but he he doesn't get handed anything. I think Justin Fields has a better chance of being someone else's starter next year than Mac Jones. Yes or no? Oh, Justin Fields next year. Ooh. Justin Fields or, or Mac, you're, if you're, you're, if you're Atlanta, pick, you're I would MVP say yes. Pick? MVP. Uh, I'm saying, I would say yes. Things happen. We all get things right and wrong. The point is, Justin Fields isn't going to be in Chicago next year. Yeah. I think I think teams will be more inclined to go in that direction than in the Mac Jones direction, yay or nay. I, I think they're kind of even for me when, in regards to that. I think there's questions and in, in potential for both. All right, we will see. We'll get to that Buffalo stuff because it is – Red hot, and that's coming up. But speaking of red hot, 
If it's a Thursday, what do we got working today? It's that boy bad. Just give us a little taste of what's coming up. Yeah, man, we got Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be the number one wide receiver taken this year in the draft. You see him right here on the end around the uh -huh. reverse, mm -hmm. taking it to the house because he's a bad man, and so was his father. But check this out. I don't know why teams decide to play a man coverage because he's just going to do this. Touchdown. And then we got one more clip. Here's another one. Touchdown. <laughs> Stop playing man, man coverage, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because Marvin Harrison, I'm sitting down, but I don't care. Dead boy, boy bad. Bring it out here. We all need to do it. We all need to do it one time. Marvin, <laughs> give us a sitting? one. Marvin Harrison Jr., that boy bad. That's what we're talking about. And the full segment and your submissions are still to come. In the meantime, Kmart is not having any of this. As we continue. <laughs> Daniel over here. Is Dak playing the best? Is Dak the best quarterback in football right this minute? Some people here aren't convinced. And we've got tape to try and talk about it. That Don't miss it. Coming up. Let's get up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on Get Up, and we will shoot the J. J. Will in our studio. We opened the show this morning with Jason Tatum's 29 uh, last night in beating the Sixers. Is he the MVP of the league right now? Yes, he's my early favorite for right now uh, with 12 games into season for the Celtics. And I'll say this. Do you know that Jason Tatum has scored 30 or more points in 30.5% mm -hmm. of his career? That's more than Steph Curry. He's on track. To, to be one of the greatest scorers the game of basketball has ever seen. And he went to college where again? Dude. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember. Uh, next up, Giannis. Subjective, you're right. Giannis sitting out last night with a calf strain, but 37 and 13 assists for Damian Lillard. Is Dame still an all-NBA player? Damn right. Greeny, 1,000%. Look, adjusting to a new team is always going to be a challenge. There are some defensive questions around this team that they'll need to answer, uh, but still, Dame will be fine. And also, look, Things have been going through some personal things that yeah. I think anybody has a hard time adjusting to, but he'll find a way. One of the toughest players in the league. All right, I want to talk about Zach Levine. The Bulls 
lost at home to Orlando last night. They don't appear to be going anywhere. Should Levine be dealt to a contender before the deadline? Yes. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is also going to be a free agent. He has not signed an extension in the year 2024. Alex Caruso could be another chip on the bargaining table. But I, I think everybody recognizes, and as a former Chicago Bull, it's time for them to rebuild, and that's their best asset right there in Zach Levine. I'm mean, all-star. A lot of rebuilding in recent years, so we will see. And then LeBron James had a 28-point triple-double. Anthony Davis only nine points in a loss to Sacramento. What is the number one takeaway from that game? Just AD. It's it's the same AD story. I mean, he was one of four going into the fourth quarter yeah. for four points. Okay, one only four shots throughout three quarters for four points. Ended the game with five more points, nine points overall. Yeah. I Look, mean, here's, here's the frustrating part for me. Okay, let's talk about this game a minute, and then we'll, we'll get into Draymond. Well, let's talk about this guy over here. Okay, triple double. Triple double. 30, 20, uh, play, they're trying to get him on a minutes restriction. Like he can't carry this load. I've been yelling this at Monica McNutt since the night the season opened. Anthony Davis cannot allow LeBron James to have to carry this much of the load in November because he will just not make it to Zach the Levine. finish line. Zach Levine. Zach Levine to the Lakers. Austin Reeves, Cam Reddish, you have assets. Not saying you have a lot of draft picks, not saying you can win it, but you have to. Zach Levine has to be the answer here. He's the one guy that can play off a pick and pop with both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He's a bona fide scorer each and every night. He's one of the most gifted players in the league. And, and, and frankly, I don't know how to answer the AD question. I, I, I really don't. I mean, once again, it, it's more of a mentality. DeMontis Sabonis punked him multiple times. It was mm -hmm. a physical game. And it, it's consistency. Plus, they always get off to horrible first quarter starts. You know, they're one of the first, they're one of the worst teams in NBA history in first quarter starts. Yeah. Like, that's a problem for a team that needs a surcharge of youth and energy. Look, the real problem you have here, you start looking at, at trends, at patterns. I know that wins and losses in November sometimes don't feel that significant, but they are just putting too much on the shoulders. No matter how good a shape he's in and how great a player he is, you cannot ask this of a guy in his 21st season. Now, that said, you were with me here yesterday. We talked about Draymond Green. We all saw it. He was suspended five games by the league yesterday. What is your reaction? I thought the league was extremely lenient. I thought they were lenient on that. And, and people can call me soft. People can call the game of basketball soft. I do not care. I'm all about physicality, Greeny. Uh, you're talking to a guy who has had over 25 stitches in his eyes from being bold coming across the lane where Shaq is looking at me, don't get up, or you get hit again. Mm -hmm. Okay, like I, I understand the world. But choking somebody out and grabbing them to take them back, it's one thing we're just trying to take them out of the play. I mean, he's ex he extended that. And for me, I wonder how, like, when will the league set a tone, an example that this will not be tolerated anymore? Because when I heard Draymond yesterday, this doesn't deter him from being Draymond at all. He stated it. So five games doesn't really affect Draymond at all. Look, if you're going to, what would he have to do to get suspended for longer? That's a real this? question. He has as long a quote unquote rap sheet, which is a term I don't like using in this context, but I can't think of another one. He has a history of doing all kinds of dirty things and more. He puts his arms around the throat of Rudy Gobert and drags him for a good five or six seconds. What would he have to do to get suspended for longer than that? I, I was really surprised at a time when the league is cracking down on this sort of thing, and understandably so. Uh, five games shocked me with how little it was. Now, I know he has a great relationship with Joe Dumars, obviously being from the Detroit area. I understand that. I think Joe Dumars has been great at his job. Uh, but at some point, I know Draymond Green is a champion. 
He is one of the greatest basketball players uh, to play this game because of his energy and his effort and his IQ. But what we saw the other day is not acceptable. It's not tolerable. And the league should be way more demanding on that action not being allowed in the yeah, game of basketball. That's not physical. That, that has nothing no, I mean, to do with that. basketball. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And by the way, it's like, that, now I'm going to be honest with you, in a, in a time, and I said this yesterday, in a time when the league is trying to get 3X on this meteor rights deal, one of their largest properties, the in-season tournament, that will be the highlight of the in-season tournament. Yeah. Draymond Green choking out Rudy Gobert. I get it. And, and I mean, look, there, there's the, the plus and the minus, and I, I'll get all of that. I guess my point is I really expected it to be more than that. I stay close by. We have much more with Jay as we go. And a reminder that the inaugural NBA in-season tournament continues tomorrow night. we got a doubleheader. we got Wemby taking on the, the Kings uh, at 7.30 Eastern time. And then we got the Suns taking on Utah at 10 Eastern. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. All right, Danny, uh, Dan Olofsky, let's do QB quick reads. Let's start with Russell Wilson. The Broncos are starting to win some games. What are we seeing? Yeah, the demise of Russell Wilson greatly exaggerated. There's two guys in the NFL playing quarterback right now that have four times the touchdowns that they do interceptions. One, C.J. Stroud doesn't stink. Two, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's playing good football. The athleticism was back a little bit more, certainly this past week. And now the conversation is, well, the Broncos might get into this picture over the next month when it comes to the playoffs. And a big part of that is Russell Wilson looking like old Russell Wilson. Next, Jared Goff. How about Jared Goff this year? If you, you want to ask me, what are the quarterback things? Okay, avoid sacks. He does that. Create explosive plays. He does that. Keep our offense on track and on, and on schedule. He does that. This is one of the most detail-oriented offenses that he leads in football, obsessive-wise. Not said is when it comes to just running the play, he's the best guy in the NFL right now. With Don't pay attention to the situation. Just operate that play call. And then Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's playing really good football for the Dallas Cowboys. Probably coming off of a two-game stretch that certainly is one of the best in the past couple years. We've seen his legs be a bigger part of that conversation. And now the Cowboys offense under Mike McCarthy looks like a unit that Mike McCarthy's envisioned for it this offseason. Dak Prescott, the athleticism's back, the arm strength is there, and the decision-making has been relatively consistent. He is playing Good, consistent football for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. In fact, our resident and beloved former Cowboy Marcus Spears took that one step further here yesterday. Dak is playing the best quarterback right now in the league. Right now, over the last couple weeks, outside of C.J. Stroud. I don't like getting into these conversations about, is Dak the best quarterback in the league? No, he's not. He's playing the best right now. That's what Marcus said. So here, are, <laughs> so Danny, let's talk about things that are and are not a surprise. It was a surprise to me that you quoted Mark Twain. That I did not see coming when you said <laughs> that the reports of his demise had been greatly exaggerated. He didn't even know he was quoting Mark Twain, but... By the way, that's Mark Twain. Correct. <laughs> it, is, it is not a surprise to me that Marcus said right now Dak is the best quarterback in the league and you don't agree. Why? Because well, Marcus is wrong. And he's just <laughs> pandering to Cowboys fans, and I love you, fella. But Dak's playing really good. The quarterbacks, if we're just being honest, who are playing better? C.J. Stroud is playing better. Brock Purdy, playing better. Jalen Hurts, playing better. Jared Goff, playing just as good. Tua, playing better. Patrick, playing better. Russell Wilson, playing better. So Dak is playing really good, but there are quarterbacks that absolutely are playing just as good, and there are a handful who are playing better. Okay, so we welcome all of you joining us on Twitter right now as a result of those <laughs> comments from Mr. Orlovsky. 
What do you think? We had a whole big discussion yesterday about who is and who isn't still invited to the Prescott family Thanksgiving. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is in. Dominique Foxworth is out. Where are you? I'm like at the doorstep, like uh, maybe I'll go in. Maybe I'll grab a plate, okay. but I might go home. Um, he's playing good. Like, I feel like he's playing very good football right now. Mm -hmm. When you throw him in like the MVP category, fine, throw every quarterback in. Like, just, like at this point, just throw them all in. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> because the problem is like, there's nobody has separated themselves besides to me, like a CJ Stroud. Like as far as somebody I'm looking at who's so impressive week to week, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lamar Jackson. When we look at these quarterbacks, everybody's playing well. I just, I'm yeah. just so sick of, of the Dak conversation because I think the Cowboys, why I can't get on board with the Cowboys right now is because it's, it's everything around Dak. I think they're playing well, but will they continue this? Will the pass pro be better? It doesn't have to be Dak is the MVP or Dak sucks. I just like want to live in a world where really it's like football. he's good. He's, he's good. Really good football. He's been so good. good though over the last four <laughs> weeks. He has over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And I think the way it's looked for Dak Prescott, the improvising, utilizing his legs to make sure plays are extended, I think Dak over the last four weeks, I think Dak is playing the best football over the Harry, last four weeks. Harry, you mean over the last four weeks he's playing better than C.J. Stroud? He's playing over is the last yes four no? weeks. Over the last four weeks, Dak Prescott, you're, you're, you're including C.J. Stroud talking about the entire season. No. C.J. Stroud's entire season has been better than Dak Prescott. That, that's what you I You think I, he's I'm playing better than C.J. Stroud over the last four weeks? Bro, look at Dak Prescott. Wilson over the last four weeks? Look at his completion yes. percentage, Dan. The last four weeks in game. percentage, Harry. Look at, look at the plays that he's making. What are you talking about? I'm not, he's playing good football. Do you know who has, the easiest, who has played the easiest schedule in the NFL? No, you tell me. Dallas Cowboys. You sure? Because I think Atlanta and New Orleans and those teams I have the The Dallas schedule. Cowboys have played two teams. Got the red bottoms records. on the shoes. The San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been scored outscored in did those Did that games. play good in that game? 70 to 33. I'm you just mean, asking you. Did you who I'm, who was I'm just who asking played, you? Did that play good in the game versus the Eagles? Yeah, but you think it was more because unreal Dak or bad coverage on Philly? But you, that can't do. You can't say, "Hey, Dak, it's my job to make sure Philly isn't having bad coverage in the back end." So it, we they've can't been have it both ways. Those two games, seventy to thirty-three, their turnover differential is minus four. Those are the <laughs> only two teams. He would have making dinner reservations. <laughs> He's looking no, a flight out of here. Get he would have done. David Ward, get done. in here. Complete the following sentence. Right now, Dak Prescott is what? Very good. Very good. It's very good. Why can't we? What's Why can't we live like in we, it's like we, we, like we, we live in like two different worlds. Either he's like the best I'm saying, or he man. sucks. Like there is an actual middle ground yeah. here with Dak. He's playing very good. We're not saying the meeting. The, 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 the best thing that Dak has done so up, you know, lately is his legs. You just references his legs. Like being able to utilize his legs and improvise, you know, uh, creating plays with his leg, making plays down the field because he's moving around within the pocket. We hadn't really seen that from Dak a lot since his injury. I've been kind of begging Dak. Is Dak playing, is, he's, he's playing the way he usually has for most of his career, which is good but to, but to But to sit here and say, to sit here and say that Dak Prescott is the, to sit here and say that Dak Prescott is the best 
quarterback in the league right now? Hey, no. Look at I am Bishop. literally, look, look at you literally. Oh no, I am Discord on CJ Stroud. I like CJ Stroud too, but let's not forget against Carolina. One of the worst teams in the league. Okay. Steve Stroud didn't have his best game. Well, in that I, I got to go to a break here. The funniest part of all of that is that while D. Wood was yelling, Harry is trying to make a point by just showing me a piece of paper. He's like, I'm telling you, he just wants his point made whether the audience hears it or not. Or not. We got passion working here. Okay. Passion. Everyone stay where you are. We got more to come and we, we got the biggest you. game of the year on Monday night. Super Bowl rematch. What do Hurts and the Eagles need to do to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs this time around? Sal Palantonio will be live next. You know he's got props. Oh, and he's got nice gloves. Those gloves look amazing. I agree with you completely. Don't miss him next. Classic Super Bowl sequel had to rematch it. Run that back, each hike dramatic. Quarterback option might rush a pass it. Eagles at Chiefs lacing up your cleats. Repeated defeat got the fans on their feet. Hey, you gotta love this right here. We are ready for some football. The Super Bowl rematch is on tap. And, of course, Snoop is Sal Palantonio's favorite musical artist. And he is ready to go with us <laughs> from Philly live this morning in advance of this critical matchup. So we all saw how KC took the Super Bowl last year by the narrowest of margins. Sal, what are the Eagles planning to do differently that will turn the result around on Monday night? Well, they got to do better in their past defense. If you go back to Super Bowl 57 and you see what Andy Reid did in the halftime adjustment. Remember, the Eagles went into the halftime locker room. They're up by 10 points. Rihanna does that electrifying halftime uh, show, and everybody in Philly's like, we cool, we got this, it's all going to be good. And then Andy Reid made those adjustments, went to eight-man protection because he knew that the Eagles would dial up the blitz on Patrick Mahomes the second in the second half. Two tight end sets, ran the football with Isaiah Pacheco from by the way, Violin, New Jersey, Rutgers University, mm-hmm. did a great job running the football. And then they got down near the goal line, and with the option routes, they took advantage of the Eagles' secondary. And the one thing that the Eagles have had problems so far this year is with their secondary. They've had 10 players start in their secondary due to injuries. That is the most only Carolina Panthers have more. Panthers have one win and the Eagles only have one loss. So Sean Desai, the new defensive coordinator, has done a good job of mixing and matching, but against Patrick Mahomes the second and Andy Reid and his diabolical playing design and calling is going to be a big test on Monday night. And by the way, Snoop and Sal, that should be a get-up segment coming soon on that show. Come on, let's do it. We all want to see it. Uh, but quickly, uh, and, and, and not, not so quickly if there's enough to tell us. Like Jalen Hurts' knee, I feel like it is the great mystery of the NFL right now. He's played through it. He won't talk about it, but he doesn't look right. What can you tell us about the condition of his knee now and what we should expect going forward through the season? Well, we'll find out a little bit more today. Nick Sirianni will talk later today, and same with Jalen Hurts. And we'll ask them specifically what he might have done during the bye for rest and rehab 
of his injured left knee. He's got some pain there. He won't talk about it. There's a report that it's a bone bruise. It's never been confirmed. We haven't had any indication that there's been an MRI or an X-ray taken. We'll ask about that today. And, you know, when the last time we saw him, Greeny, was in the basement of Lincoln Financial Field, had that magical second-half performance against the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, went down to one knee when he got banged in that left knee against the Cowboys. Came back in the second half, scored on the first drive in the second half against the Cowboys and never relinquished that lead. So he's played through the pain. We'll have to see how he's doing after the bye. All right, Sal, outstanding. We'll stay in touch with you certainly as we work our way towards Kansas City on Monday night. Right now, let me work it back here to the desk. And the first thing you said to me, Danny, the total on this game on ESPN Bet, the ESPN Bet app, is 45 and a half points between two teams we perceive as being great offenses. What do you think? I'll take the under. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't not, do not think this is going to be high-scoring game one. To Sal's point, the weakness of Philly is their pass coverage. And then the weakness for Kansas City as a football team right now is trying to find that second receiver, that explosive element in their pass game. So I think the weaknesses kind of match up. The overall thing for me in this game, Greeny, can Kansas City's defense ice up? Can they stop Philadelphia's run game? This is a great defense in Kansas City. Great against the pass. I want to see can they line up when their offense isn't going to be as explosive maybe as it's been and stop Philadelphia's run game that is so physical and dynamic. That, that's one side of the field. Here's what I want to ask you, Harry, mm -hmm. because we all have confidence in Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Who needs to be the other guy? Is it Rasheed Rice? Who is it that needs to, to make this? Danny is talking about the last thing we ever thought we'd say is we worry about the Chiefs' passing game. They have the best quarterback we've ever seen. Who needs to emerge down the stretch of this season as the reliable second guy? I think it's going to have to be Rasheed Rice, and he's going to have to take on the onus of what Juju Smith-Schuster meant to this football team last season. It's no more trying to figure it out, what can these guys, these other receivers do. It has to get done because now you're hitting a stretch during the season where you got to be playing your best football. You look yeah. at Philadelphia yeah. and the way they ball control, well, if you don't stop their run game, you're going to take uh, possessions away from Patrick Mahomes and company. So everything that you do offensively is going to be valuable. You don't have time for guys to be dropping balls, dropping touchdowns, and messing up this offense and being the reason why uh, Kansas City has another loss. This wide receiver room has so been the reason why this team has lost two games so far this yeah, season. Yeah, and just hasn't looked like the dominant offense that we've come to expect. So as we look ahead to this monster game, the biggest Monday night game we've had in, in, in a few years, I think, how do you see it? I picked the Eagles because, and I know they're playing on the road, but the fact that we're talking about the Chiefs' offense, we know how good Travis Kelsey is. I just need somebody to solidify that number two. Somebody has to come in and say, I'm the next guy. Patrick, trust me. I can catch the ball. You can put it in my hands, and I will not drop it. And I think that is the big issue with the Chiefs. Talk to me, D. Wood. Yeah, I got the Eagles as well. I, I think that just going off of, you know, the weaknesses of both, both sides, I think the biggest question for me, can that Kansas City Chiefs defense stand up to that rushing attack? I think that rushing attack is real. Harry pointed out they're going to take possessions away, and it's going to come down to can Kansas City – maximize their possessions on offense and, and once again, receivers, where are you at? Can you say that with your chest, though? Because I'm saying I think the Eagles, 
I'm, normally, why you try Bishop like that? No, 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 no. I'm, that's a real question. No, for once, guys, for once, guys, I was not trying to be slick. I, I, I meant that because I say the Eagles. But I don't know. You like Dallas? You like Philly or Kansas City? I like Kansas City. I think their defense is good enough, and I think I, I still have a lot of questions about Philadelphia's secondary. I got two yeah, Phillies and a KC. Like, I like the Eagles, but I am nervous about that secondary and Travis Kelsey and what he's going to be able to do tonight. I don't think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have ever lost off of a bye. Yeah. He didn't in Philly either. Have a bye week. Had a bye week. We, we will see what happens. Uh, again, it, it's a an enormous matchup. We're going to smash the helmet picks on these a little later. Plus, I need to get some flight plans. Tay-Tay's got a concert Sunday night in Rio. Will she be there Monday night? They wait, always wait, play wait, better wait, when she's wait, there. Wait, Greeny, yes. the streets are saying yes. that the Kelsey parents and the Swifty parents will meet Monday night. At the game. Yes. But they so, need Tay-Tay there. I'm I, telling you, the difference when she is there I, it's, is it's palpable. At, I know. I'm get, I, know. I get to go. We're going. The, you're going to the game. Yeah, we're going I, for NFL. I thought out. you said you were going to get the Get a friendship bracelet. Uh, Again, she's got a concert <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. I got plenty of We'll see how it works. Okay. Much What's more. We're going to smash the helmets as we go. A, a lot. Coming up, a Thursday night thriller. Ravens-Bengals. Burrow-Lamar. Everything at stake tonight. And we'll make our picks as we continue. Get up on ESPN. 